We usually hear about someone's struggle to success after they've made it to the top, after we already know their name. You never really hear about the struggle while it's happening. Welcome to the Facade Project. I'm breaking down the facades that people in LA put up just to make it in the entertainment industry. No more faking it till you make it with me. Open up and share your testimony. What's up, Facaders? It is January 2018. We're about halfway through the month. And I don't know about you all, but I've already taken a couple L's in this new year. And you know, it just goes back to what I said in the previous episode. Hardships and struggles, they're always going to happen. No matter what exciting things we have planned for a new year. Things are going to come up. Things are going to happen. You just have to take it with a grain of salt and keep it pushing. Speaking of keeping it pushing, this week's guest knows all about keeping it pushing. Mostly pushing weights, but he's definitely been through some ups, some downs, and you wouldn't know that by looking at his social media. Introducing Jordan Morello. He is a YouTuber, a model, and a fitness influencer with over 80,000 organic Instagram followers. Seriously, what doesn't Jordan do? He aims to inspire the masses. He literally just is so positive, inspirational, hardworking, and knows what he wants. In this episode, Jordan opens up to me about having dyslexia, Tourette's, and ADHD, and how that affected his schooling. And it also helped him find a new love and appreciation for fitness. He talks to me about his new YouTube series called Anchors, which features incredible individuals who share what grounds them. He talks about the company that he started, Complete Wellness, and what he believes his purpose is. I think I was so excited during this interview because Jordan is the type of person who communicates extremely well. He's just a nice human being, and despite the fact that he has so many followers, and sometimes that can go to people's heads, right? He... He honestly is just focused on his goals and he just inspired me to go for it. And I can't wait for you all to hear this conversation. I feel like you can literally take on anything after listening to this episode and you really can. So without further ado, Jordan was ready to break the facades. Are you? So we are recording. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jordan. Of course, anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so... I just kind of want to do a quick introduction. I know we're both from Orlando, Florida, and we both went to UCF. I had no idea, like 60,000 students, right? Who would know? And then we met at a Halloween party in Santa Monica. So just kind of tell me a little bit about you, some background information. All right. So I grew up in Plantation, Florida, and I moved up to Orlando for school. So I started at UCF. So I graduated in 2016 with a pre-medical degree, and I thought I wanted to do medical school. No way. Um, so I started applying to medical schools, and I was working in the ER for a while as an EMT. Um, so I did that for three three or four years while I was in Orlando. Um, I went, I applied to school, I got waitlisted at two schools, and then I ended up getting denied. So I was just like, hmm, I don't know, something just doesn't feel right, I don't want to do this. Like, I kind of lost my passion for it. And I felt there was something bigger for me to do, something more where I could inspire and motivate others on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up, you know, really thinking about it, and I started getting into modeling. I got some agencies, and I got some agents, um, and then I started getting some work. Um, and then 
one of the agents was out here in California, and he was like, Jordan, why don't you come out this way? You know, we can get some work for you, blah, blah, blah. We have some people you can meet. I was like, okay. So then I just packed up my stuff, moved out this way. And uh, ever since, I mean, it's been a great time. It's just um, definitely, you know, kind of getting through all the BS and that's out here, meeting the right people, meeting your right friends and your right group of, like, your own wolf pack. Right. Um, but, yeah, then I moved out here, and then uh, I love it so far. I mean, I've been doing work. I've been, ever since I moved out here, um, I've shot some good campaigns. I've also uh, started my own company. It's called Complete Wellness. So that's my fitness company I'm building right now, and that's why they're actually in Orlando, so that's why I might be transitioning back to Orlando because the media companies that I'm working with. And then also, um, so I guess I would call myself a fitness influencer, I guess. Uh So on Instagram, and then also um, starting my YouTube channel, as you saw, the TV series, the YouTube series Anchors. Right. Very, Um, very cool. So we actually graduated same class, 2016. And it's funny that we didn't cross paths or anything. Were you actually physically on campus, and were you involved with anything? Yeah, I was on campus. I was involved in two clubs, but they're in the medical program, so I don't know if you know, we would ever cross paths, but I mean, I took so many classes about by like Memory Mall and, you know, like, I don't know if your classes were there, but like, yeah, classes around that area, so. I mean, as you know, it was a big campus. campus. Like, I'm sure you know Night Library. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's there. Right. It's so funny how like, it's a small world, but at the same time, you can just never cross paths with people. So it's very cool. But so you started modeling in Florida, right? And then somebody moved. Did they relocate you out to L.A.? How did it work? How did the move work? So I started in Miami, and uh, I signed with, first it was Elite um, Models, and then from there, Elite closed down their men's division, and I stuck with my same agent and moved over to his new agency. So then from there, um, he was talking to somebody in California that wanted to sign me, and it was Wilhelmina out this way. So then I... I guess the, his name is Daniel, my agent out this way. He was like, oh, we can get you more work this way, especially for fitness and sport because that's what I am. I'm not skinny, so I'm, just, like, I'm not a runway model. Um, yeah, so I came out this way because they said they could bring me more work and I have more opportunities out here. So um, pretty much they helped me transition out here. He kind of like taught me the location, the areas, and then where to look for an apartment that's you know not too pricey. Yeah. And then now I'm living currently in North Hollywood, so – Dope, dope. So Wilhelmina, right? That's kind of like a well-known agency out here in LA. Um, talk to me a little bit about that, like working with the other people that you got to work with, fitness. Like, was it was it something that you were passionate about, or was it something that they kind of were just like, you're going here, here, here? Talk to me a little bit about that. So with with these agencies, you can kind of tell, you you can express yourself what you're passionate about. You know, like. For me, it wasn't to get into the you know the high fashion world runway. I wasn't really into any of that. What I was into was fitness, and fitness has always been my passion. So for as long as I can remember, I started working out. Uh, we'll get into this, I'm sure, but I started working out when I was a freshman in high school because of some personal issues I was I was dealing with, and it was a way uh, an outlet for me. So it was kind of like my sanctuary, and I started doing that. And I think that's the sole reason I got through high school, I got through college, I got my degree. It was something that I could concentrate and help me focus. Um, so when I got out here, they kind of I, – I, I expressed to them, you know, I really want to be in fitness magazines. I want to do, like, anything with fitness. And they kind of structured my modeling career that way. That way okay. I'm going out for 
auditions that I don't fit the role for, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see. So it's very much a passion for you. It's not just something that you're good at. Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. So what were your initial thoughts when you moved to California? Because have you ever visited California before you moved? <laughs> I came out I came out to visit the agent um, probably a week before I moved here. Wow. First time I've ever been to the West Coast. That was, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. I was out here for three or four days, and then he was like, okay, so are you going to move here? And I was like, I'm going to move here. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just crazy because like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm moving to the other side of the country. My family is all East Coast or Northeast, so like, I'm so far away from them. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate to that because it's like, it's like you get homesick, you miss your mom, you miss your dad, you miss home cooking. It's, it's hard, especially when you move that far from them. And then there's a time difference. So when you go to pick up the phone at like 8 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock back home. Right. You don't pick up the phone. So it's like, shit, man. I, I don't know. Sorry for cursing. But yeah, so uh, it was it was a difficult transition for me at first. Gotcha. And when did you move out? Because I moved out last summer, 2016. I moved out, I want to say, last February. Okay. Yeah, last, like, February, March. So, like, right when, the first week of March, I think I was here officially. Okay, I see. So, yeah. I see. So, talk to me a little bit about the hardships. Like, obviously, the career was good. You know, I'm sure you were making money, getting booked, stuff like that. But what about some of the struggles? Well, actually, it wasn't. That's the thing. Oh. I wasn't getting booked, so I come out here thinking that I'm going to, like, light the place on fire, right? <laughs> think I'm going to get work and be working all the time. But not knowing how competitive it is out here. And if you're not right for the right part or the right role, you're not going to get it. And, I mean, that's fine. And I can deal with rejection, you know, well. But I wasn't getting roles, and I had to find a job really fast. Mm. So the first job I got was at Kiwami on uh, Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> Sushi restaurant. Because <laughs> I needed the money really fast. So right. Like, Holy crap, what do I do? I have no money. I can't even buy, like, an apartment. I can't get anything. So I had to get a place, um, apartment, I mean, a job really fast. And then I can get an Airbnb. So for the first two, three months, I was staying in Airbnbs, whichever yeah. ones I could afford. Um, so it was really tough for a while. And then it was like one thing after the next. So like I moved out here, my car would get broken into. Like I had my front windshield bashed in and somebody stole all my stuff. Then um, I got my car towed. And of course, like when you first move here, you get the ticket. Like right. you don't know how street signs work here. <laughs> And you're like, shit, welcome to L.A., here we go. Right. So like, it was just one thing after the next, and it was really difficult. And there was times where I just wanted to pack up and be like, that's it, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. I, I can't deal with this. Right. And also, not having friends or not having people to hang out with, and that is the hardest thing. Because when you move out here and you're like, you don't know anyone, it's just you sit in your place. You sit in an Airbnb or you sit by yourself, and you're like, what do I do with myself? Like, right. I have no clue what to do. So, um. Definitely the first two to three months were very, very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and I've heard it before where some people go through it for six months and it's that six-month hump before things start, you know, kind of elevating or like, you know, flattening out for them. So, I don't know. For me, it was definitely very tough for the two to three months because like money issues, uh, car issues, um, not having a lot of friends or any friends to really hang out with or yeah. family out here. Mm -hmm. so, and it's also like... Everybody always sees the glamorous side of LA, right? Like the things that they put out on the media, the movies, the the glamorous walk of fame, and you get here and it's 
it's very tough. Like you said, you have to pay attention to the street signs. They want to nickel and dime you for everything. It's hard to meet people, hard to get your foot in the door somewhere. So I definitely understand like those feelings. And when do you, when would you say you got into your kind of groove here? Probably just about maybe a month and a half, two months ago. <laughs> so like probably right when I, I met you, I think I was I was right starting to get in my groove. Um, it was actually right after I went and shot the first season, the episodes of Anchors that I shot, and um, I, I took a chance on that because I didn't have any money, and I had I paid my rent. I just got this apartment, this studio, mm-hmm. and I paid this, and then I had $300 left in my name, and my buddy was like, why don't you come to Toronto, we'll film there, and I had my other friend who's an amazing cinematographer, and we're like, all right, let's do it. So I spent, I think, 180 on a one-way to Toronto, and wow. I was like, 120, so I had no clue how I was getting back. I was just like, I'm going to go for it. That's amazing. So it was great. Yeah, my buddy, he took care of us. He because um, he's an actor up in Toronto, so he really helped us with money. He helped us with a place to stay, and he helped us get some people on the show. Um, and you know, I just took a leap of faith with it. And I was like, "We'll see what happens." So, so, then, so tell me a little bit about Anchors, right? Because Anchors is it kind of like goes along with the facade project in that you're finding what grounds people, what anchors them. So, I really want my listeners to kind of know what this project is. For me, my anchor is fitness, and I'm getting back to what I told you about getting through school and stuff. I started working out um, at a young age because when I was seven, I was um, diagnosed with you know Tourette's, uh, learning disability, I have dyslexia, and then I have ADHD. So I was always the kid that would disturb other kids, and then I felt outcasted because my teacher would always be like, you know, sending me home with notes or telling my mom something's wrong with him, something's wrong with him. And I, I felt kind of weird because they would send me to another classroom where only had like two to three kids that needed extra attention. So it was kind of hard on me as a kid. So um, I was prescribed, you know, Adderall and then something for my Tourette's to kind of suppress everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the, those years in middle school, it was so tough. And I felt like a zombie. So then I got to a freshman year in high school and I remember telling my mom that, I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to take these prescriptions. I wanted to be a normal kid. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to play sports. And I know I could get through this with playing basketball, with working out. So my mom was doing a ton of research. We got with the nutritionist to help, you know, get the right diet, right, um, you know, fitness regimen going. That way, that's what I would turn to instead of keeping the Adderall going. So, um, that was my anchor. So I turned to fitness. I turned to working out and, um, you know, that was what anchored me through high school, through college, and got me through all my hardships. So whenever anything gets tough for me, I turn to fitness. I turn to working out. So that's why I made Anchors. So this uh, show, it pretty much is me going and uh, interviewing inspirational and motivational individuals that I believe have their own specific anchors. So mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own anchor. You know, mine might be fitness while yours might be photography or yours might be even reading a book or going to meditate. I don't know. So I found a few people in Toronto that had different anchors than me. I mean, my one buddy, Alberto, he has kind of similar to me, but his was the mind-body connection. You know, he loved boxing, and that's what he did. Another one was um, 
DW who was writing music. That was her her anchor. So every day she would go write music. She would make beats. She would go produce. Like it was just her way of getting out of her own head, yeah. getting away from all the BS that we have every day in our life. Right. And then the next episode that's coming out is Isaiah. Um, Isaiah was the Old Spice guy. You, you know the guy on oh, a horse. That oh guy. yeah. So he's coming out, and his anchor is actually photography. And, it's really cool to see how that helps him every day when he's on set. And also, because he wants to be a director later down the line, so to help him with that. So everybody had their own reasoning, and I just believe that, you know, everybody has their own anchor. And I want to see how that helps them, you know, really ground them to, yeah. to keep motivating themselves, you know? Yeah. So that's why I created the show. That's amazing. It was your concept, or? It was my concept, and at first my concept was real weak. I remember I called Alberto and I was like, "Hey man, I got this good a good idea for the show, but like, what do you think?" So I pitched it to him. And he's like, "I like it, but we can we can tweak it a little bit." So then we called his brother Diego, who's the cinematographer, and it was a collaboration of all three of our minds, pretty much, to kind of form it to where it is now. Because at first I thought I was just gonna be, you know, pulling people into the gym with me and interviewing them as we work out and kind of like interview them there, but. You know, I uh, we kind of transitioned it a different way. So yeah. I guess it's all it's all three of us and our creation together. So incredible. Well, I will say I have seen the first episode of Anchors and I loved it. The cinematography is excellent, superb. A one. The content is unreal. What you're doing is really really great. Um, it's it's inspirational. People are gonna they're gonna go to Anchors. I, I can already see it being something that's way bigger than what it is right now. And speaking of something that's huge is your social media. So your Instagram, dude, like 84,000 followers, all of your jacked photos of you just in the gym, <laughs> even your stories, right? Like you just are so inspirational. You, you, you have call to actions every day on like just what people can do to just keep going. And I love seeing people like that. So I want to talk to you about how did you get your following up and what what kind of drives you to keep at it? Right. Um, so the way I built it was it was through modeling. So I would do campaigns and I would do different modeling with, you know, different uh, companies. So say um, I recently just did a big one for MAC makeup. And that's not coming out until next summer. But... Um, you know, once you do something with those like kind of companies, they'll post you on their social media, and that brings a lot of traffic. That brings a lot of attention. Because um, I've done in the past, I did men's fitness, muscle and fitness. I did. Uh, I was in. Um, <laughs> I was in Vogue Italia. So like, I, I uh -huh. was in a couple of like, magazines. Nice. They have good notoriety, but um, it was through that, and also just promoting myself the right way. You know, I, I believe. I'm somebody that's always very happy, always smiley, always positive. I, I don't really like to linger and hang around any negative people or negative things. So, you know, it's about branding yourself the right way. And the people that enjoy that kind of thing or enjoy you, they'll follow you. They'll come to you. Right. Because they love what you're about. Um, you know, if I can be that little dose of happiness or that dose of a smile for anyone in my life or anyone that watches my story, even if it's one person, I did my job for that day. So that's why I always continue to do that. Um, it, it makes me hungry in order to take that relief off somebody. Um, you know, I feel like it's my duty to kind of bring the best out in somebody and make them laugh and make them smile. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, as long as I've, I've grown through high school and college, I've always want like I love being that center of attention, that guy that's kind of the class clown, goofy kid that really didn't care what anybody you know really thought. It would just do him. That's it. Um, so I think that's a big part about gaining some following is just being you and sticking true to you because when people see you're ungenuine and you're not being yourself, they're gonna they're gonna turn the other cheek and be like, oh, screw that person, you know? Like I don't want to follow them because we want you know someone who's genuine, someone that's real and posting their real life. You know, not all this glam that we see is real life. You know, everybody on Instagram is posting their highlight reels. That's all it's become now. Nobody's there with a freaking selfie with a pimple on their forehead anymore. You know, it's not right. Like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that's kind of why I do it. Yeah. Well, I can definitely say my takeaway on your profile is you're always positive. Like you say, you are, you're hilarious. Like you do joke from time to time and it just, it makes me laugh and it makes me feel better about myself. And I think that's what people see when it comes to you, whether it's on online or in person, because I've obviously met you in person. So I know kind of both there, but speaking of like positivity and always posting that it kind of on the flip side brings up my whole project facades, right? Like there's, there's some days where you're not happy and there's some days where you're going through it. Like you said, like cars getting towed, you know, struggle after struggle. So kind of talk to me about what do you think your facade is and how do you break that in your life? I'm not getting around those days where I feel bad. You know, I, I definitely do wake up feeling sad, feeling depressed at times. I just went through a little rut. It was weird for the fact, like, I think it's just homesickness mm-hmm. and not seeing my parents for so long. Um, I went through this rut, I think it was about two weeks ago. And you might have noticed because my story stopped. Yep. Post stopped. I just went kind of, I flatlined and I had no clue where to go. And I was kind of feeling lost. And I was dealing with a lot of big decisions coming up. And, you know, I just didn't know where to turn or who to talk to. And I felt like I had no one really out here to really talk to. And, and you know, um, even I felt scared to post that on my thing and show my real self. Because every day I'm not feeling amazing. I mean, that's that's being human. We're all human. and We're not going to feel 100% every day. So I don't know if you noticed that. But, yeah, for a while I just – my facade was me not – it was not posting. I, I wouldn't do my stories every day. I wouldn't do my posts. I just didn't have the motivation anymore. I lacked the drive to get my, my thoughts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I didn't want to put my negativity though out in the world. And, you know, everybody knows me for a positive person. And for me to, you know, bring that out and say, oh, I'm not having a great day, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't feel right to show that side, but I know that I have to show that side because that's what makes me genuine. That makes me real. Right. So that's that's the main thing. So there was a couple of times where I, when I got back on Instagram, I said, "Hey guys, like, I'm sorry about you know not being around, but I've been going through a lot. I've been thinking a lot about you know my next moves. Um, so I'm back. But, yeah. You know, like I want to ex- express that to people. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely can go quiet at times with my side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think what I did notice when you went off the grid a little bit, and I I liked, I think I was like the first to like your picture when you were like, hey guys, I've been dealing with some stuff, but you know, in life things happen, but you can turn it into positives and you can move forward and fail forward almost. I always believe in failing forward. It's not a failure um, that you kind of, that sets you back. It's what can you take away from that experience? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I love that. And I love your page and I love what you stand for. And it's kind of crazy, too, how somebody can have so many followers and feel so alone, right? And feel like there's no one there. There's no one they can, like, turn to. Right, right. Because there's people with millions and millions of followers and celebrities and people that are just, you think they look so happy. And you think they have, like, the greatest life. But in, in reality, they're sad or they're depressed. And I mean, we've seen it with some of, like, the greatest comedians. Yeah. think they're going to be the most happy people in the world or, you know, they're always going to be positive. But in reality, it's, it's a sad, you know, lonely life sometimes. Right. And I think, especially out here, I think a lot of us that are really, you know, we're trying to go for something great in our lives. We need to find that, um, that peace within ourselves, you know, and be able to be alone with our thoughts. Because I don't think that's something that people can do enough mm. is be alone with themselves without freaking out. Yeah. Always need that attention. We crave it. Yeah. And I think it's very much, it's like a millennial thing too, because we're so used to instant gratification, right? We're so used to, if we don't know an answer to something, we can grab our phones and look it up. If we want to watch something, we don't have to go to the movie theater. We can stream it online. Exactly. Or our TV, like whatever, our new Apple TV, whatever we have, like we have no more patience anymore. Yes. That's the saddest thing. So, I don't know. I think um, when I posted that, the post you're talking about, when I was like, oh, like, I lost myself for a little bit there. Now I'm back. You know, I I truly did lose that, like, sense. You know, I felt like I was looking through life through this. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing my life through a screen. I wasn't looking at the world with my eyeballs anymore or with my mind. Right. And um, it, it felt so just fake. And that's why I kind of took a step back through, through the Instagram and went off the grid there because I wanted to see, take a step back from, you know, a different perspective and see, like, I'm letting this rule my life. I'm letting Instagram, I'm letting Snapchat, I'm letting Facebook, whatever it's social media, I'm letting that ruin and run my life. Right. So you have to, you have to really take notice of that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Kind of transitioning into purpose. I talk a lot about purpose on my page when I'm talking to my listeners or followers and I think it's so important to know what your purpose is and hone in on that and and go towards that like full speed ahead right and I think we can have more than one but I definitely want to know what you feel like your purpose is and why um so like I said before I I think my purpose uh it, it kind of blossomed into this recently because before I was very lost on like what my purpose was. And I, I've always known in the back of my head that I wanted to inspire and motivate people, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. And just recently I can kind of see my life path kind of forming more. I mean, there's so many different roads still and so many avenues but that's the cool thing about it. You can take risks. We're young enough where we can kind of go each in different ways and kind of figure it out. Um, but for me, my purpose is definitely to, I want to be able to motivate and inspire on, on a level of where I can take relief off somebody. You know, if you're having a bad day, I want to be the reason you smile, the reason you laugh, the reason you wake up in a good mood, or even you go to bed in a good mood. You know, one of my biggest idols is Jimmy Fallon. I love Jim Carrey. Um, who else do I love? I mean, I love uh, Richard Simmons from, like, you know, like, fitness-related. Um, 
so I really, my true passion is become a host, become somebody that people can look at every day and be like, oh my God, I love that kid because of, you know, he <laughs> makes me laugh or makes me smile or something. Like, yeah. You know, anything like that. Yeah. So I feel that's my, my purpose in, in life is mm-hmm. to really take that, you know, that, that concern, relieve people of any concern that they have right. and, you know, really make them laugh, make their day. Yeah. So, well, I definitely see those qualities in you and I think you're definitely, definitely on the path to that purpose. So I love it. I appreciate this conversation. It's It just feels so real and so genuine talking to somebody who, who kind of just gets it, who, who understands that, you know, life isn't about being selfish and making it to the top for me, me, me. What am I going to do at the end of it all? It's at the end of it all, excuse me. It's about helping each other on the way up. Um, I definitely think you're making the right, all the right moves. Um, I kind of want to just do this thing that I do. It's would you rather Hollywood edition. So moving into something fun and we're just going to go with some of these questions and I'm going to ask you, would you rather do this or would you rather do that? So (laughs) would you rather work with a fitness studio of your dreams for five years, but you won't get paid or take a $5 million salary to work with one client that you are not a fan of, but it's indefinite. Oh, that's tough. Oh, man. <laughs> so fitness studio of your dreams or work with a terrible client, but you getting paid. But you getting paid for sure. You getting paid. What, like I hate this person? Yeah. Like I can't stand them? Like you can't stand oh, training them. Is it a one-hour session? Yes, one-hour sessions. Uh-oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> So money versus dreams, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Cute. All right. Okay. So a job where you can travel the world, but not work out ever. Okay. Or be able to work out, but live in a city that you hate. The first one. I, I travel the world. But, but you're never going to work out I'm again. I love it. I love it. Okay, next one. Would you rather wear many hats or be the best at one thing in your industry? Like you're the best fitness trainer or you can do multiple things like run the studio, train, and do all these other things. The best at one thing. I like that. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. last one. All right, let's do it. Okay. Would you rather go back in, like, live in Orlando and make things work there or have everything play out the exact same way moving to L.A. again? So are you saying... <laughs> I I don't regret ever coming here or any of the things that happened. I think that's what molded me. So I would definitely take the LA. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's what molds you. It's kind of you grow as a person when you move out here. That is for damn sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I can agree with that. I'm sure, you felt everything too. I'm sure you've gone through your struggles. So yes, for sure. Okay, la- this is my second game. Facade or not? Nah, okay. Oh, 
So you tell me if this is a facade or if this is really the truth, okay? Okay. So LA is what you thought it would be moving out here. Facade. Facade. That you're happy. Am, am I happy? Yeah, yeah, facade. Is it facade? Well, it's not, nah, so not a facade. Nah, it's not, okay, nah. <laughs> I know it's kind of tricky. It's kind of weird. So facade is like, is this fake news? <laughs> okay, that you're living comfortably. Uh, it's like in between at this point. So I guess what, I would go with facade. I would go with facade. Okay. I'm still not like, I'm scraping by. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Living paycheck to paycheck over here. But... <laughs> Right, figuring out how I'm about to pay that January rent, but. <laughs> okay, last one. Live, that you're living your best life. Nah. Nah, that's real. Cool, I love it. Thanks, Jordan. Okay, so where can my listeners find you? And where can they find anchors and everything that you're accomplishing? So they can find me on Instagram at Jordan underscore Morello. Uh, my YouTube is, I think it's Jordan Morello. And then, like, I, I do have Twitter and uh, Snapchat as well. So those are on my um, Instagram bio because I actually don't know my usernames for those. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I'm all over the place. So, and then, yeah, those are the couple places you guys can find me. Awesome. Well, it's been so great having you. I really appreciate your time. I was like, I need Jordan on my podcast. Anytime. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this. Thank I you. so much fun. As of January 1st, 2018, my Facade Project merchandise will be available for pre-order. I'm so excited. I have t-shirts, pop sockets for those iPhone users, and swell bottles for my workout friends or your everyday needs. I've appreciated your support thus far, and I'm hoping to bring way more content and just dope shit in general your way this new year. Check out all of my merchandise at www breakthefacades.com slash merch. I appreciate you so much. And as always, thank you for listening.